gosh. Hi, guys. I'm so excited. I'm more <laughs> excited than you on the plane ride here. I was preparing, listened to a podcast episode with you. Oh, my God. You're like, I'm already ready. <laughs> like I am. So, you guys, this is the first guest episode of 2023. Obviously, had to bring on a fellow Midwesterner now. Yes, Cleveland. Allison Allie Rochelle. Mm-hmm. So happy to have you. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, I've I've watched it or I've listened to a few fun on weekdays episodes. So oh my god, I'm like excited. Wait, stop! <laughs> I have like butterflies. I'm, <laughs> I love I'm so it. flattered. So. You just moved to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I tell everyone I'm from Cleveland. I never shut up about it. I'm not actually. I'm from like 40 minutes east from Painesville. Okay. But you just moved there. How long ago? Yes. Moved there in August. Okay. August. But we're moving out in February or what? January. Yes. Because we, we have an off-season home in California. And so okay. we're here temporarily. But I'm, I'm like so shook by Cleveland. Really? Everyone. Okay. Everyone was kind of like gassing it up, like, oh my God, you're going to hate Cleveland. Everyone talks about Cleveland in such a negative way in the NFL. And then I moved there. I was like, wait, this is really cute. Like, I love our apartment. It's very walkable. Yeah. And then everybody in the Midwest is so nice. So nice. And there's just something about Midwestern people. I feel like if you know someone's from the Midwest, you just automatically, you click. Yes. And I'm from Michigan. Oh, okay. So I'm from like two hours away from Cleveland. So I'm like, we're kind of the same. Where are you originally from in Michigan? Uh, it's called Shelby Township. It's very small. Okay. All right, I guess it's not that small. Small town to a small yeah. city. I think one of the things about Cleveland is I... When I lived in Paintsville, I just wanted to leave so bad. I was like, there's just a huge life outside of Ohio. Yeah. Like, I want to leave. And then I did. And now when I go back home, I think you appreciate it so much more. Absolutely. Also, like, Cleveland is kind of popping. In the summer, it is so fun. Okay, I was like, I, I've, nobody knew that they was, like, right on the lake. Yeah. So when I was going to, like, these Cleveland football games, everyone was like, wait, there's water in Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, like, the stadium is right on the lake. They have a dog beach. Like, it is... It's like a little piece of California, but it's Ohio. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, very, very small sliver. And the lake is yep. brown and not blue. But you know what? You <laughs> We're working with what we got, okay? Exactly. So since being in Cleveland, for any of our local listeners, what is your favorite part about Cleveland or your favorite place? Ooh, I think my favorite place is just the city of Ohio City. Um, it's just very walkable. There's tons of cute, trendy restaurants. I also feel like like my age range is there like 20 something you're either like young 20s and single or you're like older 20s and married mm-hmm. um, but I feel like it's a really cool area and then even downtown I'm like I like going downtown too yeah so, I'm a Cleveland it's fan funny because I didn't think that there was anything in Cleveland and then I turned 21 and I was like oh wait there's a whole different world out there yes and I think it's also fun like I didn't have very many friends going into Cleveland, obviously. I was like, I don't know anybody. But now it's like, now that I have like a few people that I can hang out with, it's so nice to like actually get to explore the city. That was going to be one of my questions. So with my podcast, I talk a lot about, a lot of my listeners are coming out of college or they're at this like transitional period in their life where they're moving to a new city or they're taking a new job. And there's a lot of challenges with kind of establishing yourself oh yeah so how has that been moving to Cleveland you know being married having your husband's job and like how has that been making friends for you I think sometimes we forget that even the people online Mm -hmm. that have followers and you know people watch them um, they still have like the same struggles yeah I think making friends for me especially so this is our second 
or yeah, our third team in the past three years, but like the first four years we were in the same city. So we made a lot of friends, but this year I kind of went into it. Like I need to start putting myself out there. Like what you put out, you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. So like going to workout classes, like meeting people in your apartment complex is so underrated. It's like, Oh, Hey, like you look my age. Like, yeah. (laughs) Like you look fun. Subtle talk at the dog park. I will say, like a lot of our friends that we've made, uh, me and my husband, it's been through like going to the dog park or like going to the mm-hmm. dog beach. Um, but I feel like if you put yourself in like this little box or like if you don't leave your apartment often, you're not going to make friends. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit more like lonely and depressing. I think for me, I work from home and like I don't right. leave very often. So if I'm ever feeling lonely, I'm like, okay, I need to like get out, go to a workout class, go to a coffee shop. Like even just working in a coffee shop, you get to know the people behind the counter. Like it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I think um, especially when you are working from home, you feel a little bit isolated and then you're also in a new environment. For me, when I moved to Austin, I felt like I took that opportunity where I was like, okay, I've been in my room all day. I need Mm -hmm. to go do something. And that's kind of where fun on weekdays started. And then from there, it just kind of grew. But I wanted to know as someone from social media, Mm -hmm. do you make any of your friends now from social media or do you kind of view that as a job where it's like, let's turn it off. Let's kind of set social media aside and let's meet people just organically. I think it's it's definitely like making friends through social media, whether that be like a few girls are like, Oh, Hey, like I live, like I've seen you like in Ohio city or I've seen you Mm -hmm. here. Like, Hey, we should grab coffee sometime. Like being open to doing that, but also even having friends on social media that might not be in the same state, but Mm -hmm. being able to like relate about something like we both work from home. We both like are in new cities. Like let's, I don't know, like FaceTime can go a long way too. So a lot of friends I've made on social media don't necessarily live in Ohio, but it's even like, having someone to talk to about some of these things, it can feel a lot less lonely. For sure. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, so your husband, Isaac, plays for the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. Go Brownies. Is that (laughs) what they're called? Yes. Yeah. I Brownies. I I didn't know that like the mascot was an elf. Like Brownie is an elf. Yeah. What? Yeah. So they have a a dog and then they also have an elf. And Brownie is the elf. No. Is that new? Mm, No. It's old. What? (laughs) Yeah. I grew up there. Are you You're sure? You're a big Cleveland fan. I seriously am. I seriously am. I am a little bit of a bandwagon fan. You know, every couple of years they have like a really good season and mm-hmm. then people are all hyped up and it's like you get the yeah. city momentum back. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had good Cavaliers teams and obviously the Indians are pretty good as well. But like football, you know, Browns fans <laughs> are very loyal. They are, you know, I, there whether we are losing or winning. I love them. I heard that they were like going to do a stadium that was closed and the fans were like, no, we want it open. Like we want it to snow. I was like, <laughs> this is like football, like Midwest yeah, football. Die hard. Mm-hmm. So aside from your husband, which a lot of us know you as his wife, we mm-hmm. see you on TikTok and everything, but I wanted to get to know like the real you before you met Isaac and just more about who you are, like to your core. You mentioned that you're from Michigan. Yep. So mm-hmm. what else about you? Where'd you go to school and whatever you want people to know? Yeah, I grew up, um, I mean, my parents are like still together. It's like the typical like Midwest, like you yeah. grow up with your your siblings. Like, I went to the same college as my sister. My dad grad- graduated from the same college as Michigan State. Okay. Um, I didn't belong to a sorority. All of like basically half of my high school went to Michigan State. Okay. And so made, you know, kept my friends through high school. And then I, um, I swam in college and oh then my I, gosh. I quit very quickly. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, I'm also the, like, I can relate when everyone's like, oh, Jenna, like, you're picking so many different, like, things that you're passionate about. That was me. That it's was me hard. in college. I was like, I w- was going to vet school originally. Okay. And then I was failing biology. So I was like, oh, I need to, like, get other <laughs> classes to, like, boost my GPA. I ended up falling in love with interior design and loved that. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm scared to tell my parents, like, do you make money with this? Yeah. My parents were like, I don't care. Like, if you're good <laughs> at it. Like, just keep going. Um, and then eventually I ended up meeting Isaac sophomore year of college. So okay. it's pretty crazy. We've been together for eight years. Oh, my goodness. So on the way here, on the pl- I took a plane over to Dallas just for the day. <laughs> just to see I feel you. So, yeah, I'm like, oh, only for me. <laughs> Seriously, just to come see you. I was so excited for this. And I was listening to a podcast episode. And so I know how you guys met. But would love to recap your story because I think it's just a cute story and kind of like sets the tone for your relationship now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I went to visit. My sister was dating somebody at the time and he went to Notre Dame and I was like, you know what? I need to get away for the weekend. Okay. A little weekend getaway. (laughs) Like fun on the weekdays, but fun on the weekend. Um, But it was during finals week and I, you know, finals week where you're like pulling all nighter and you're like, I need to leave. Like I was Mm -hmm. at the library for like 24 hours straight. I was like, I'm having a panic attack. I need to get out of here. And at that point, my sister and I were super, super close. We, we are close, but how old is your um, sister, by the way? She's three years older than me. So she's okay. 30. So um, you're 27. Yes. Okay. That was going to be another one of my questions. Yeah. I, I'm the same age as your sister, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, I ended up taking a train from Michigan state to Notre Dame to like visit my sister. Cause I was like, I need like my security blanket. And I was like, so I need adventurous you. Of you. <laughs> I, I, I honestly passed out on the, or on the train. They were like, Hey, like this is your stop. Like get off. <laughs> um, but then I slept for like the first 12 hours at my sister's boyfriend's house. And then I was like, okay, I'm up. I'm ready to go. Like, let's go out. And they were like, um, yeah, we're going to stay in. So I ended up going out with his roommates. So I didn't really know, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get out. And I was at a Notre Dame party and a guy (laughs) came up to me and started talking to me. And I was like, oh, like, let's take a shot. And at that time, Isaac didn't drink. Like, he was so, like, did not drink, didn't do anything. He still doesn't swear. Like, does not swear. Bless his soul. I'm like, am I ruining you? I don't know. (laughs) Um, But then we get to talking and literally start our first conversation was about love. And then. Like, whoa, we are really skipping all steps here. Like, actually. Let's get engaged tomorrow. Yeah. We started. And then, like, a week later, we were dating. So it went really quick. Yeah. It was not a slow burn at all for you guys. It was head first. Head first. And uh, after our first date, Isaac accidentally texted me saying that he met the woman <gasps> that he was going to marry and he was, it meant for his brother, but I got the text. I was Were like, you smooth. like shitting yourself at this point? Like, Oh, oh I, my God, this boy is obsessed with me. He I loves me. I was calling my mom. I was like, I met the guy I'm going to marry. Like in my head growing up, I was like, I'm going to marry a guy that loves country music. He's going to drive a pickup truck. He like checked all of these things off. I'm just like, yeah, mom, he checks off the list. Like, oh my gosh, I love that. So mm-hmm. you guys dated through college then. So you mm-hmm. said that you met him your junior year? Uh, sophomore year. Sophomore year. So at this point, and he was at Notre Dame then. Mm-hmm. So you guys were doing long distance. Yep. It's about a two and a half hour drive. So it's not too long. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so you kind of, did you know when you were in college, like he is the one, it was a mutual thing. And I assume he was playing football at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely knew he was the one. Yeah. So how was that kind of balancing, like giving each other space to grow on your own while also knowing like, this is my person. I don't want to let him go. So I, I think, and this is why I kind of, 
everyone's like, oh, long distance relationships are hard, which I don't disagree. But I think during college, it gave us the perfect opportunity to whenever I was at my college, I'd hang out with my friends. It was like all in. And then when I was with him, I was all in with him and his friends. Mm -hmm. And so it was never like I had to choose him over my friends or my friends over him. Uh, We did end up taking a break. After he got drafted, I was still in college. And I think it was just the fact that we started dating at 19 and we were, yeah. had you grow so much and sometimes you grow apart, some, sometimes you grow together. So I feel like we had to take a step back and like make sure that we were independent of each other. And like I wanted to follow my dreams, he wanted to follow his. And then a few months later, we ended up rekindling. And That's so mature of you. I, it, <laughs> it sounds mature now, but I, I promise you, I was depressed. Like, yeah, it the- was not easy, but looking back now, it's one of the best things we ever could have done. That's, I, I do think that sometimes like the breaks can work mm-hmm. or the breaks are just an inevitable breakup and exactly. it, it just depends on the, on the relationship, but it sounds like it helped you guys create a really good foundation for your independence, like now as a married couple as well. Mm-hmm. So then throughout college, you said that he got drafted. So yeah. one of my questions for you is I'm not a sports girl. So <laughs> can you break down how the NFL works in the simplest form possible? From getting drafted to then making the team, what that can kind of look like, and then some of the challenges that come with it, like being traded or Mm -hmm. being let go. Oh, it is. The NFL rulebook, I say this all the time, it has to be like this big because the amount of rules I am still learning to this day. So he... Basically, when you're in, you play college football, you like declare for the draft and you can declare early. I'm not going to get into all the tiny details, but he ended up graduating a half a semester early and then went to Arizona to train for the draft. So when you're training for the draft, you're like the NFL combine, which is basically like an invite training session where all NFL team teams come and like watch you work out and all that. Um, and then eventually you have like pro day and whatever, basically the entire time you're just working your ass off to like get the best measurements, the best, like everything. Mm -hmm. So then the NFL draft, I think is in like April and there are seven rounds and every, it's like recruitment. uh, Yeah. It's like, it's insane. (laughs) So there's seven rounds and it's over the course of three days and you kind of just hope that you get a call. So we watched him or we celebrated like him getting drafted in New York City. And it's basically three days of just staring at your phone Mm -hmm. because you want a team to call because usually the GM will call and be like, hey, we want to take you. And then Los Angeles Chargers called. I was like, oh, L.A. You're like, heck yes, I'm yep, I'll go to California. I'm like, I'm living in Michigan right now. This is going to be great. Um, So, yeah, we did long distance, I think, for a year and a half with him being in LA. Oh my goodness. They, and that was when he was on the on the team in LA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So when you go to an NFL team after you get drafted, <laughs> there are 90 guys that mm-hmm. are on every NFL team and then by like right after NFL camp, right before the season starts, they cut people into 53 on mm-hmm. each NFL team. So you got to think that's I mean 30, 40 guys yeah, like all... getting cut from all those teams and it's just not I mean, you can get cut at any point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's crazy. Nobody knows, like, your job is never safe in the NFL. And with being cut, how does that affect you financially then? So do you not make money if you're cut? It depends. So right now my husband is a veteran, which has meant he's played more than four years. Okay. Um, but if you're not, you don't get any money. Okay. So if he, like, in his first year ever got cut for, like, half the season, like, what he's made – during the other games that he was active, he'll get that. But after that, you, nothing.
You may have noticed that Fun on Weekdays has had a few renovations in 2023 from my new setup to my new logo, my new newsletter. And to no surprise, I've also updated my landing page at Macy's for all new items for the new year. You can check it out at macy's.com forward slash FOW for all of my current favorites at Macy's right now. I mean, you look at the NFL and you see a professional football player and you think of this glamorous lifestyle, like, oh, they have it all. They're making millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And I think TikTok is really powerful in the fact that people like you bring a lot of attention to, you know, like that's not reality. Yeah. And I think it's 1%. Really? Of, yes. Like the glamorized, like, oh my God, this is like, we've been here with the same team 10 years. Like here's all of our money. We're taking private jets. I think that's like the 1%. 1% of the players in the industry, do you yes. mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also TikTok has kind of given this opportunity to, I don't I don't know how to describe this, but like you and Isaac are so well known as an NFL couple mm-hmm. and had like TikTok not been there, I think it kind of spotlights personality and like these actual mm-hmm. players for just being a great person versus just being like an awesome player that you constantly see on the field. Yeah. So you don't have to play every single game the full time in order to be like still a successful player, if that makes sense. And I say, I say this all the time is that that like social media has given these guys a platform, like you said, but like 10 years ago, you would only know these big name guys. So when you think of the NFL, you're going to think of like the glamorized version of the NFL. You're going to think of all this money because why would a practice squad guy ever be popular 10 years ago? Like he's not going to be on the cover of a magazine yeah, unless he like had cancer or like went through something horrible. And then they're like, Oh, well, like, poor him but he's never going to make a name for himself 10 years ago but now it gives all these guys like an opportunity to show like their real side like some guys are super good at like art or some guys Mm -hmm. are super business savvy and I think it's so cool because it's like the NFL is just a part of them so for sure I love social media for that I love that so aside from Isaac playing Mm -hmm. do you think that when he was drafted and started playing and everything do you think that people around you started viewing you differently as like Isaac's wife instead of just like Allison or Allie absolutely um and it even more so because before social media I had a nine to five job more like a like 6 a.m to like 12 a.m job oh I was an independent contractor I worked my ass off um but it was for a startup in LA for an interior design company and so many people would just like have these assumptions of me and they would assume I didn't have a job or they would assume like oh she's in it for the money some people like still on TikTok I feel like now it's gotten a lot better with just having community but initially people were like oh my god obviously you're with him because the money I'm like "Mm," like, like, girl I need my contract job I'm not (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) yeah so I think when we first started dating nobody really thought too much of it because he was in college and so it's like oh you just met a cool success story it was Mm -hmm. like you've been with him from the start not that you were just like using his clout or his success or anything yes but I think then maybe some people like I used to be close with started seeing me as unrelatable which I don't really know if I came across that way like it's, it's just such a it's fine line. It's a, yeah, it's very unique, and I also think that people like looked at me differently for following him. But I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, if you're in love with somebody and you have an opportunity to go get a job in LA, like it wasn't like I was moving to Kansas City and not getting a job. It was like LA is like a land of opportunities. Right. So I think his job, in fact, pushed me to do more and like follow my dreams even more. But people don't really see that. Yeah. So talking about your contract job 
prior. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to talk about your traditional kind of more corporate job. Mm -hmm. So you said you worked like 6 a.m. to 12. Oh my God, yeah. Okay. So I, um, I worked for a startup company in LA and we staged homes. So if you were selling a home, I would come in there fun. and it was, it was fun. I would come in there and like design the furniture. The only downside is that the company I worked for, like the furniture could be dirty. There weren't like white sofas in stock. Like okay, the not your crew style. doesn't show up <laughs> on time. And the real estate agent is yelling at you. Like you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. The day I quit, a real estate agent was screaming at me in my face. I started crying and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing my best. Like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that the two and a half years I worked there, it showed a lot about my personality. It showed me what I don't want to do. Sure. And then from there, I invested it in my first Airbnb. Yeah, that brings me into my next question, which is... I'm like, I'm transitioning for you, don't worry. I know, seriously, this is so fluid. I love it. I feel like I'm really improving my interview skills. You guys, if you, listen to, if you listen to some of my episodes from when I first started, like, what in the world was going on? This is great. And you're also just so easy to talk to, and I feel mm-hmm. like your personality just, like, really carries over from the phone, which, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know how it's going to be, but yeah. I feel like... I've known you for uh, yeah, years. I, yeah, I know that. I love that. <laughs> so you actually are like someone that I really, really look up to because aside from just doing social media, you have your hands in so many other pools and mm-hmm. you are so successful on your own. And like, I would love for you to spotlight some of the things that you've created without, you know, without Isaac, like this is you and your projects. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When people say like, my husband bought me a job. It makes me so frustrated because Mm -hmm. I worked my ass off to save up money to do an Airbnb. Like obviously we ended up getting engaged. So he ended up being involved like any relationship would, but I promise you he would be (laughs) nowhere without me. Um, But the Airbnbs, I mean, I, I just think I had like a passion for wanting to create spaces, like how you want to create events and like how you want to like promote people to like have fun with your life, like have fun on the weekdays. I think I wanted people to enjoy like something I love is I love hanging out with friends. I love like enjoying myself in a space. Like I love a nice hotel. Like, yeah, I'm like, I just feel like I enjoy my trips better. I like if I'm in a cool or vibey house. So then I was like, I have this vision. I want to start an Airbnb. Um, and it was during quarantine that me and my husband went to Arizona to visit my brother. We were like, we're paying $500 a night for a two bedroom house. Like, yeah, the, like the mortgage can't be more than 1500. Like Mm -hmm. what are you paying their mortgage? Like actually. (laughs) And it was, it was even, I mean, everything that you do in your career, you're like, okay, is this going to pay off money wise? But for me, I was like, I want to like have fun with this. Like I want to invite people into like what my dream bachelorette pad would be or Mm -hmm. my dream cabin vibe would be. And so that kind of gave me that opportunity. But yeah, Isaac, everyone's like, Isaac bought you a job. I'm like, "Uh, I saved up a lot of money, but yeah, I love what you just said about how is this going to pay off like money wise, but you were more thinking, is this going to pay off like passion wise, fulfillment Mm -hmm. wise, like for you to have something that you love your job just as much as he loves what he's doing. Because I think that is, you know, important to kind of be your own people. So when you were starting the Airbnbs, can you talk us through how you made the decision and like, for anyone listening, because people are always like, oh, anyone can open an Airbnb now. Like, what does it take in order to do that? I think it. I've, anybody could open Airbnb, but if you want to be successful, it's like it takes a lot of time, dedication, energy, and also it takes talent. Like if people are like, oh, I, I could do an Airbnb. Yeah. It's like, 
continue. Okay, I'm like, that's fine. Um, but I think that, it, I mean, it's a lot of hard work. It, and it's a lot of time and energy that you, if you want to save money, you have to do it yourself. Like mm-hmm. I was at our Airbnb up until 3am sometimes. Like it was not easy. Like my husband, I had him building furniture. I had him like mm-hmm. helping me paint the walls. I mean, if you want to do it, you have to do it right or else it's not going to pay off. So at the beginning when you started it and it's called the Margo, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And it's currently in Arizona. Yep. So, we're going, we're doing a third property right now. A third? <laughs> yep. Where's the second? Uh, second's also in Arizona. Oh, okay. So we have two in Arizona and then I'll just release it. Might as well. Oh my gosh. Um, but we're going to do North Carolina. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're doing a little cabin vibe. Love. Um, so to be determined. So fun. I'm going to have to get my hands on the booking for that yes. so I can go and visit before it's all booked out for yes. the year. So when you're starting and you're talking about like all hands on deck, it's a lot of hard work. Um, one of the things that I think about is managing the actual property. Obviously, like you have to clean it. You have to decorate it. You have to like keep up to date with it. You have to service it. Like if you have people there that need a towel or something. So when you first started were you guys managing that or did you outsource people to help you kind Mm -hmm. of manage the property so when we first started I was like this is my job like I had basically like given Isaac a presentation like hey I need (laughs) (laughs) basically I was like I need you to help me invest in this and also we were getting engaged or we were engaged at the at the time that we had bought the first property so I was like okay here's what this is going to look like I had to like sell him on like my vision (laughs) um but he was like okay yeah like I'll I'll help you out but um, it, when I first started, I was like, okay, I don't have a job because at the time social media wasn't a thing. And I was like, right. how do I like make, make it make sense to get a manager? Mm-hmm. So I def, I reached out to a ton of cleaning companies. I mean, down to like having a, like a technician just on call, like having, I think the first week we opened our Airbnb, the air conditioning broke. <laughs> of course. And, uh, in yeah, Arizona we ended too. up and it was 110 degrees. Oh my gosh. So I was, we ended up paying for a hotel for the guests. It was, oh my God, it was so stressful. And, um, but I managed it for the first six months and right around like month four, we, uh, ended up going to Indianapolis cause my husband got signed by the Colts. And I was like, surely it'll be okay. Like I had a clean crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like techs. I had, we had just replaced the air conditioning. So I was like, that can't break again. But then somebody threw a party at our Airbnb. There was throw up on the rugs. No. There was like weed in the beds. What are they like, doing with that in there? Like left flour in the bed. And our cleaning company was like, hi, there's illegal drugs here. I'm like, oh God. Oh my gosh. So, I just want to know how it ended up in the bed, honestly. I know. I don't, there was a grinder <laughs> there too. I was like, okay, like fun. Interesting. Um, they had themselves a night. Crazy party. Wish I was invited. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, we had to cancel our guests for the next week because like they broke the toilet. Like oh my gosh. a bunch of crazy things. And so that was when I started interviewing for, it's called a co-host. And he takes oh. a commission off of like the profit, but he is in Arizona. He manages everything down to a guest needing a light bulb changed. Wow, and okay. I could not have grown it without him, especially mm-hmm. with us moving around all the time. Yeah, that's great. I cannot imagine just the amount of what's the word like responsiveness that you have to have I mean I've been to Airbnbs before where you're like I can't find the hairdryer mm-hmm. or you just have all these nitpicky questions yeah and I'm I'm, yeah, I'm you're sorry booked I'm booked and busy girl I am not good at responding either <laughs> like if you 
don't ask don't ask my assistant i literally have like a 500 unanswered messages she's going through my emails right now <laughs> you're like this is the first task on your job description get my inbox yes, to zero. yes so yeah i was just not i was like this is not something i'm passionate about and i was like i would rather hire somebody because it's the difference between a good stay and a bad stay mm-hmm. if something's wrong at our house i want our guests to get that resolved as soon as possible also cleanliness right. i am very like particular about me staying in airbnbs so I want my property to reflect like extremely clean, extremely cleanly, I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> I want it to be as perfect as like I would want me saying an Airbnb to be. Exactly. I, I mean, I think in life there's a lot of, um, what's the word? What's the word? I know what you're talking about. It's like, like you have to choose between, am I going to spend money and invest in like having someone else take it off my plate so yes. I can do other things? What is it? I not, now I'm not what is that? I, I know it's like a phrase or a word. I don't know. Anybody else? Anybody in the office got any words? Mitch? <laughs> it's a... Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, It's like give and take. We can go with give and take. That's a good one. <laughs> it, it, someone listening is probably like, it's right here. It's this word yeah. on the... You know, whatever. So in addition to the Airbnb, you are also... You're killing it with everything you're doing on social TikTok. media. Mm-hmm. We love your TikTok just as much. I literally like you're one of the few people that I do watch daily. Mm-hmm. I keep up to date with everything and I love it. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's what I say too. I'm like, you watch everything. Sometimes there's days where I post like 15 videos. Oh my God. What are you doing? Um, so you're doing social media, of course, and that has probably opened so many doors oh my in gosh. terms of just you know, like the opportunities that you have with properties, Mm -hmm. with, I'd love to talk about your show that just came out. Yes. Women of the league. I, it's crazy because I feel like social media is something I've always loved. Like I've had a YouTube channel since like the days where it was cringy, where people would like judge you for it. I just have always like had creativeness when it comes to like editing and stuff like that. And then TikTok came around, of course, during quarantine, like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I love short term, like short form content, short term. I'm like short term rental properties. Yeah. Like, <laughs> your mind's in two different, right. two different careers right now. <laughs> um, but I love sports. I understand that my husband plays football. So like people think I'm biased, but I l- actually love sports. I love sports broadcasting and I've gotten to work with the NFL and like the NBA and um, MLB. And I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. And so, um, woman of the league is like a new round table talk. Me and a few other NFL wives got to talk about, the passions, the ups, the downs. And it's nice that finally we get to show like actually what happens True. instead of yeah. like the wags on E. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, God, like I don't drive a G wagon. Although that is my dream car. Like maybe Wait. one day, but I'm, I, I like to show that we're down to earth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there's one thing that I will take away from this conversation is that you are very much <laughs> down to you. earth and I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. Am I dumb? What is WAGS? It's wives <laughs> and girlfriends of professional athletes. It's oh. the dumbest thing ever. Wags? When everyone's like, oh, you're a WAG. I'm like, please. Oh my gosh. Not. Okay. I just learned something new today. Yeah. So speaking of WAGS, speaking of TikTok, you make a lot of videos that are kind of sarcastic, satirical about like, yeah. I'm a gold digger and you kind of play into like this whole persona did that come from like where did that character come from was it just being annoyed that people kept saying that and Mm -hmm. you're like okay fuck you then I'll just be that person (laughs) yeah honestly it's literally just nail on the head because during quarantine I I thought it was cool I was like oh like nobody really gets to see like the behind the scenes of the NFL so I was like let me show that I think I made like a day in the life video and somebody Mm -hmm. was like oh my god you're such a gold digger it was like a hundred comments of people have just been like you're in it for the money blah 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 and I was like 
I'm, I don't feel like making a video being like, no, I'm not like, please understand. I was like, yeah, I am a gold digger. Like, sure. Like, mm -hmm. let's just go with that and run with it. And I think if you know me in real life, you know, like I'm a very sarcastic person and like, I'm going to be very blunt. So I just think I like had fun doing that. And now like the community around me is like, oh my God, I want to be a gold digger too. Yeah. Like, yes, queen. But I mean, it used to be such like a, what's the word? It's such an insult. Yeah. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to be if you're getting right? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> like, not a bad thing. Um, but behind the character, do you think that there is any type of truth to that? Any type of like feeling of being hurt that people see you as just like Isaac's hut, Isaac's yeah. wife or anything. I think. And just speaking to like women in general that are with someone that's successful and people are only seeing the, ma the men's success and they're not seeing like mm -hmm. your success. I think, and I was just talking to my husband about this the other day because I was like, hate comments don't bother me. If you come at like my looks or like my family, like those things will bother me. But if you mm -hmm. say I'm a gold digger, it, I like the hate comments because I'm like, I have nothing to hide. And I don't, right, if yeah. you want to challenge me, I do not mind giving <laughs> you all the evidence. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, so many people are like, oh, you're with a successful man. And they look at the woman like, you're such a gold digger. But if a man is a stay-at-home dad with a successful wife, mm -hmm. they do, they're like, yes, like, go off king, like, yeah. stay-at-home dad. And, and. And so it's kind of the same. It's like very sexist. It's kind of the same thing as like, oh, if a girl gets with a lot of guys versus if a guy gets with a lot of girls, it's like you look at them so differently. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if you want to be a stay-at-home mom and you're like okay with that and that's your dream, there's nothing wrong with that. And if your husband is successful and wants to take care of you, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you're like, oh, that guy looks rich. I'm going to go talk to him. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, eh. But I mean, there's two sides and... I don't think it's a bad thing to be with a successful man and like, I want to take care of you. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I don't, I love like working hard, work my ass off. So Isaac will be the stay at home dad one time. For yeah. sure. I think something that I struggle with is like, you said that hate comments don't get to you, but I can get one comment and I will literally fixate on it for so long. And mm -hmm. truly the ones that I think hurt the most are always about work ethic or saying like, you got this and this because of that or whatever. And yeah. so I have this issue of like, wanting to defend myself mm -hmm. and I do feel like on TikTok that comes across as like not just owning it and I really do admire the fact that you're like no you're so wrong but you're so confident in yourself that you know that that's not true mm -hmm. so you can make a joke out of it actually on woman of the league um, my friend Kristen she said if you put the value in the good comments you're putting the value in the bad comments too she, she was like you can't listen to any of the comments because mm -hmm. you're putting value in both um, it, it's definitely, I, I would want to say I have been affected. I think the times where I'm affected, it's when people are making videos on oh. TikTok. Those oh ones hurt. Like getting the notification that you were tagged in a video and you see the preview, you're like, oh my God, is this going to be good? Or is this going to ruin my day? Yes. Like, is this going to be someone being really kind? And you're like, okay, right? I feel good about myself or has the power to just ruin you. Cause you have no idea mm -hmm. what people are going to say and what that video is going to do like right. if it goes viral and it's just so not mm -hmm. true oh my god a girl made a video about me she's blocked now but um she's blocked uh, now. yeah she has like a you know like a 
few hundred thousand subscribers. And it was, I think it's like a year and a half ago, but I'll never forget it. Um, she made a video basically talking about the fact that like my husband commented on this girl dancing when in reality, me and my husband watching the video laying in bed and, uh, and he you like, were there. Yeah. And he like put the eyes emoji. Cause like, I don't know, something weird happened in the background. And I made a video in response, like you should only have eyes for me. And she was like, you're clearly very insecure. Like I would not be surprised if you got divorced in the next year. I was like, girl, you don't even. And so I think it's just like, I hate when people say things bad about my relationship, my Mm -hmm. family, and then sometimes looks, but I'm just like, eh, I'm mid, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm mid. But like, you're mid for an NFL wife. I'm like, okay, that, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, what? Oh not my ugly? God. Perfect. No, you're not. You are not. You're not mid. You no. are, what's a, what is, you are exceptional. No. <laughs> I don't know. You're top. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, top. <laughs> you're, you're low. I don't know. Do you ever feel like, because, you know, people have like a ton of eyes on you, not even just on Isaac now, like I think people look at you and pe- more people know you mm-hmm. than they know Isaac. Do you ever feel like people are kind of preying on your downfall at a, at a point where it's like they want to see you mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to get divorced or they want bad things to happen almost? I think it's more so, I don't know. I feel like I'm blessed with such a great community. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to give the hate too much value, but at the same time, I think it's more so men that are like preying on me and Isaac's downfall of him not playing football anymore. And they're like, you're going to like, you're going to lose your platform. I'm like, I promise you, like if Isaac stopped the NFL, like my community is still going to be there. Like there's so much more to me than my husband and his job, but it's the men's comments that are waiting for Isaac to get cut when he got released least uh the first time so he got he's gotten released twice this year mm-hmm. but the first time everyone was like oh my god of course like he sucks at football that's why he keeps getting cut that's why oh he keeps going gosh. to new teams I'm like number one this is his first time ever getting cut in his career also the average amount of time to be in the NFL is two and a half years oh wow it's like not it's like very rare to go more than two and a half years okay and so him being in a six year I'm like okay I'm like what are you on varsity like in yeah. high school like sure like keep going um but yeah I feel like those are the people that are praying on the downfall it's more like oh like what are you gonna do after football like football's not working out I'm like okay I'm pretty sure it is I'm, I'm like, pretty sure I think we're, we're gonna be okay so speaking of Isaac being cut two times mm-hmm. you said in the in the past year or how long yeah was with that? since with the Browns okay since the Browns mm-hmm. so you've started sharing that as well on TikTok yeah. I mean aside from just like the funny videos and lightheartedness I think something that a lot of people really appreciate is that we now see what it's actually like to go through that. And it's probably really difficult with the sudden changes and everything. Mm-hmm. So how has that been for you as like your partner, mm-hmm. um, just trying to support him as well? I think a lot of people think because I'm his wife, I'm not really affected, but it's honestly the opposite. I think I'm even more affected because I'm in Cleveland for him. So like I have to restart like I have to make friends. I have to like find like my routine outside of him mm-hmm. and like maintain my independence. Cause that's something I love. But so when he gets released, it's almost like, I don't feel like a part of the team. Like I don't feel like I belong with like the girls on the team, or I don't feel like I can go to like these events and things, which it might sound very like surface level. But when you're in a city, the only sense of community that 
I have in Cleveland is being a part of the Browns. I mean, yeah. and, and so I think that was hard, but also it's hard to like watch your husband go through something like mm-hmm. that, knowing that he worked his ass off. He could have outplayed the other guys, but there's a lot of like ins and outs of the NFL that we don't necessarily understand or a lot of people don't. And I think that's hard. Uh, but then... I mean, I think it was like two weeks later, he got re-signed to the team and was like, you know, making plays and like being really productive. And then he gets released again. And then I think showing people like me, like I started crying on the internet around then. So I think I just got to a point where I was like, I can't always look like I have everything is perfect because it's not. And I started getting horrible anxiety. Like, I don't feel like I belong here. Like I feel lonely. And I was like, people have to like, Mm-hmm. resonate with this somehow not everybody is going to be with like an athlete and have to move but mm-hmm. even moving to a new city it's like very lonely um and I think that's when I was just like I need to start talking about that because yeah. you know how like your creativity like energy Com- is like low yeah. I was just like I need to be honest because if I'm not honest I'm just not going to post for two weeks and I'll come back and look perfect for sure and do, like the overall um reaction from people that follow you I'm sure was very supportive, very appreciative, and also probably like really eye-opening as well. Absolutely. Especially because when I first started on TikTok, the community was not great. It was very like, okay, you're a gold digger. We hate you, but like we're (laughs) we're following you to like watch your downfall, whatever. And now it like, it has changed so drastically where people are like, Mm -hmm. we're here for you. Like we understand like people go through mental health. Like I appreciate you talking about this. And I think it was like the New York post was like, Oh, like emotional NFL wag. I was like, like, not the wag. (laughs) Um, but then so many, other women of different sports teams and just women that like have gone and moved to cities away from friends and family have started being like okay thank you for making me feel like heard and seen Mm -hmm. and I think that makes me feel so much better than like putting out fake content and people being like oh my god I love your purse it's like I want you to like like me for like everything I go through for who you are Mm -hmm. exactly well I'm here to say I love you for who you are. I follow you for you, not because of anything else. (laughs) Um, So obviously you guys are very busy people. What does kind of a day-to-day look like for both you and Isaac? Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I don't even know. (laughs) Honestly, right now it's, I I think right now it's like one of those like mental like struggles because now it's towards the end of the season. Also right now, Isaac can get picked up by any NFL team. Oh. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's not fun. Where am I going to go next? What's what's going on? Yeah. And like his, like when his agent calls, it's like, oh God, like we're on pins and needles. And so I think right now it's very difficult, especially on the holidays. It can be kind of lonely and this is going live after the holidays. So you'll know I made it through after that. yeah um but day to day I mean I he wakes up immediately goes to work a large part of my life revolves around my dogs which is a good thing like mm-hmm. they've helped my mental health a lot so like getting up walking like two three miles outside even though it's freezing I was gonna say what oh Who's yeah walking in Cleveland <laughs> not me I literally put on like a face mask where it's just like this showing and I'm like yeah those are in right now yes what's that called it's a a blood a it starts to be blonde. Yeah, I was going to say Bolero, but no, that goes on your shoulders. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know what you're talking about. It's a ski mask, but it, it has the face cut out. Yes. And okay. Free People has one. And I was like, oh, yes. it's cute. I'm going to get it. And then I wear it every day. I also wear like snow pants to walk the dogs. <laughs> As you should. The California like blood. Snow is, yeah. It's brutal out mm-hmm. there. 
Um, but then I start like hopping on meetings, whether that be for the Margot or, I mean, we just launched the second Margot. So like start, still working out those kinks, uh, like creating packages and then also like working for social media, like thinking of new things to do and then planning to move back to California. So that's been a huge part of another thing that I have to start figuring out because I have mm-hmm. to drive back there somehow. Um, and then once he comes home, usually we just spend time together. And I feel like we live a very simple life right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. That is good. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think that your life needs to be like chaotic and fun all the time. But I do think that there's a lot of fun in simplicity. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. comforting sometimes. Absolutely. And I, I love our little apartment in Cleveland. It's like very homey. And I think now like we've gotten to this routine where it's like, I know what time he's coming home. I like know what I need to do during the day. And... So when you move back to California, what will happen then with the apartment? So your lease will be over and mm-hmm. then will you have like movers take all of your furniture or? <laughs> it's a great question. Oh my gosh. And you're like, like, ask my assistant. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's funny because she. this is her second day. I'm like, uh, you're going to be thrown into the fire. Um, but the past few years, we have traveled with all of our actual furniture and then our white sofa ended up getting ruined. And we're like, okay, this is oh not... Also, to move your furniture across the country, it's $4,000 one way. Yeah, it's wild. So I was like, I could furnish my apartment with a lot less than 4000 So mm-hmm. um, we bought temporary furniture, and we're going to put it into a pod. And then Isaac's a free agent again this off-season, so we'll find out where the pod goes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, what's a pod? Is that like a, a car? Uh, no, it's like, oh. a, like a storage pod. Oh, okay, a storage unit. Okay. I'm like, what You've never that? heard of pods? No, I'm learning a lot of like different <laughs> words today. I know what that is, obviously, a storage unit, but I've never heard it called a pod. I'm but thinking of like, like a jewel right now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, I get my pod. No, uh, it's like a literally a box that they can drop off at your house and then you pack it full and then they pick up the pod and they bring it to the storage unit or they deliver it. Oh, okay. That's super nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can imagine, I mean, obviously living in so much uncertainty, just never knowing where you're going to go or what day he could be cut or things yeah. change. Um, how is that when trying to create a routine? <laughs> it's not easy, especially when you think that like you might be moving that next week. So you're like preparing <laughs> And like, even like vlogging, I'm like, oh, like, here's my life. And then it doesn't happen. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Well, okay, like, well, this weekend, we're doing this and this. Yeah. And then the next episode, you're like, uh, just kidding. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I don't want to say too much because like, I never want Isaac to get in trouble for me having a big mouth. Like, I already cry on the internet. So like, let's save him from the rest of it. Um, but it's definitely hard feeling like you're at home, which mm-hmm. sucks. And I think that's a huge reason why we decided to get temporary furniture. It sounds extremely bougie, but it saved us a lot of money not having to move all of our furniture. And so our house in California has all of our like furniture that we're investing in. Like it feels like home and having a home base is it makes all the difference. It's like, I can't wait sure. to be home. And like, that's where my routine is. That's where my friends are. And we're going to start renovating that house. So I'm excited for that too. Yeah. I love that idea of like home, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure traveling a lot and just always picking up roots. It's hard to create that feeling of home, but it, I feel like the yeah. best sense of it is probably just being with your dogs and Isaac. As cheesy as it sounds, you start to realize like your partner and like my husband is my home. Mm-hmm. And, oh, ew, I hate sounding <laughs> cheesy. Oh my gosh. Where did this podcast go? It just ew. got really cheesy. No, no, I love it. Um, but you have to like love the other person so much and they become like basically your friend until you find other friends, especially when you're moving around. Mm-hmm. 
For sure. Well, we'll wrap things up. My last thing is my podcast. You've listened to it before, which again, I'm so flattered. Um, Fun on Weekdays is basically all about like not feeling guilty for having fun amidst like chaos and trying to work hard and achieve your career goals and, you know, like be in a relationship and all these things, balancing life Mm -hmm. and fun and knowing that it's just a part of life. Like you don't have to work hard to have fun you should just have it in your daily life um so how does that kind of apply to you and what does fun on weekdays mean to you uh, I think I think what it means to me is that like seeing the best and and like taking the time to go outside of your comfort zone like it can be very easy to get into a routine a very mundane routine and like do the same thing and whatnot but like get outside your comfort zone, like go to a workout class that makes you uncomfortable, like do, like research things to do. I mean, Cleveland, everyone thinks that Cleveland doesn't have a lot to do. And I'm like, eh, like sure sometimes, but like, um, like uh, a Christmas gift I'm giving to Isaac is we're going to like one of those getaway cabins. I'm like, oh, fun. That just, I mean, it's something so simple, but even getting, going to a new workout class, you're like, oh, I could end up loving this. And then you can make friends. It's like, put yourself outside your comfort zone. I know it can be hard, especially when you have anxiety. I have very bad social anxiety, mm-hmm. but it's like, you will love like doing that on the back end. Mm-hmm. So make yourself a little uncomfortable and... I'm like, hopefully it'll turn out. (laughs) I love that. I think also too, like as people that kind of live like pretty chaotic lives, sometimes my fun is like having a very mundane day. Yeah. Like sometimes I just really crave sitting on the couch and doing nothing, just scrolling on my phone Mm -hmm. or like watching eight hours straight of two hot to handle. Like that's what I did currently. Yeah. And I just, ha- I had a great night last night mm-hmm. and I'm like, this was so much fun for me because this is exactly what I needed. So I think fun on weekdays can also be listening to what you need at that point in your life. And that can change whether it's like two days from now or two years from now. Mm-hmm. And I think fun on weekdays just in general is like making the most out of every day. Yeah. Whether that be, I mean, light. even going for a drive, like I, I love like, doing that. I there is I love going for a drive, getting coffee, and just driving around. It can be so relaxing. Yeah. Why is getting coffee like the most fun thing ever? When right. I think I'm like, ooh, I want to get coffee and get my nails done today. Yeah. And then you're sitting there getting your nails done. They're like, this is not fun. But the idea of doing the, it the in idea my mind of is it. really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for yes. being my first guest of 2023. Crazy, it's 2023. <laughs> I know. And the year is going to go by so fast. When this episode comes out, it's actually going to be in February. Okay. So um, I know a lot of people were really excited for this episode. I hope it exceeded your expectations. And I had so much fun with you today. Thank you for having me on. Oh thank my God. you for coming. And you guys, that's the end of the episode. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. <laughs>